Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Getting that good good from my wife. That's the only tradition I care about. Oh, uh, texter gets it, kind of. Hey, let's I, do, uh, okay, texters, because we're talking Christmas traditions. Christmas traditions that you love. In the month of December, around the holidays, including New Year's Eve. So let's just say the month of December, okay? More something-something in the month of December than other months. Let's rank the months by something-something. Is December. It's it's the it's holidays, it's a little holiday party. It's gifts. It's the mistletoe. It's maybe the booze is flowing. The booze that is helps. flowing. The cannabis is smoked or consumed in any any fashion. whatever way you like to imbibe, so to speak. I'm starting to think December might be the something something month of the year. Plus the gift, you know the the lingerie, the pajama grams, the the ring. The as you said, the breakups and then the booty call. Sure. I mean, February is going to have some things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Valentine's Day. It's kind of a big one. Yep. Uh, texters, the month where the most something something takes place because that could be your Christmas tradition. It is here with the good good. My only hesitation, yes, at least here in the Northland, is the temperature. I think the Too cold, cold. I think the cold stifles it. Even inside? I do. Okay, so I'm going to say with a lot of data here, I've got papers. I've got, ream, papers. I've got reams of data here. I'm going to say December, number one month for something, something. Thank you. February, number two. Okay. And then June, right around Flag Day, is number three. I mean, when you think Flag Day, you think, let's get it on. <laughs> what do you think See, about those ranks? It's summer. It's uh, less clothes. You know, we're fit. We're ready to go. I I've got December 1, February 2, June 3, the official list. I lean toward the summer months still over December and February. People are out and about. 
meeting new people instead of kind of hunkering down. If you've got a uh, spouse, a significant other at home, perhaps during the winter months, you know, you might curl up by the fireplace and all of a sudden somebody's asleep. <laughs> the mood is lost. Wow, Chad, you must not be getting any. Seems like that's all you and Adam talk about. As we joke about it in the air, it has something to do with our sex life. Don't joke it to about me. It. Yeah, there were some dots. There was a little bit of humor. So you're saying summer. You're a summer. Yes. So which month? I'll just go July. July. Right the, the nice hot July. Hot July. Fourth of July, things exploding all around okay. you. Boom, pow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Calm down there, Trigger. So the um, you can you can chime in by the way. September the best month. Somebody say, <laughs> not even close. Celebrating even, Labor Day. I kids mean, very, going back to school. Very, it, that's a good point. I know the kids are not around. They're in bed a little earlier, perhaps than they were over the summer. Sky rockets in flight. <laughs> Afternoon delight. You know, maybe could be. I mean, if you if you come home for lunch, mm-hmm. and the Mister and Missus is there, and then the the, the the seventeen kids, the opportunity's not available to you. It's a bit more of a struggle. It's right? a little, you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's because people may do with the kids around. You have no choice at mm-hmm. times, but also when there's school, more options. Little house on the prairie. Little tiny cabin like that. They had more than one child. Little house in the prairie. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Maybe the dullest show ever made. Just so bad. And like we take credit for it. We should be ashamed. Minnesota should be ashamed that Little House in the Prairie is tied. It's just. Do you, do you blame the show itself or Miss Laura Ingalls for writing bad material? <laughs> I think it's Laura Ingalls. Laura Ingalls. But we should never, never take any credit. I'm not reading some of these texts. I'm just going to say, baby, it's cold outside December. Today, I will have the boys over. And later than normal, I know I'm late to it. I'm not proud of it. I'm slightly ashamed. Because December 12th, the tree should be up. But we got lives. We got stuff going on. And I'm incredibly lucky that the boys still live in the area. But the Christmas tree is going up. Yes, it's a fake tree. I don't apologize at all for the fake tree. You shouldn't. It's preferred. I wholeheartedly am available. Closed circuit upstairs. Hi, it's Chad Hartman along with Dave Harrigan. We are 100% backers of the fake tree. It's the way to go. They're in your basement. They're right there year after year. They're right by the ornaments. They don't create a complete giant mess, you know, in your living room where you're watering them and it spills and then the carpet's screwed up. And then, hey, it's Chad Upman for zero rest. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, Chad and Dave for zero rest. Just saying. I love when the boys come over. We, we, We go over the ornaments. I occasionally buy some new ones. I went, hey, there's another potential. The general store. On Highway 7? Minnetonka? Minnetonka Way. Mm-hmm. It was like two years ago where I bought like uh, maybe 10 to 15 new ornaments. Added a little panache. 
had a little style. Look at you. Very festive. I love I am I like I it's it's a favorite night tonight where you know especially if 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 your family's not always together when you put up the tree. So I thoroughly enjoy this. Let's pause. Give me another Christmas tradition that you love. God, I want to get to the metronome collapse story too. We're going to have to maybe get to that with the Russia. Cuz it's 12 years ago today when the metronome collapsed. And I want people to share the greatest collapse in their life. <laughs> I like that. The greatest collapse in your life. <laughs> Maybe if you want to combo this with the Christmas tradition, fine, let's do it. Let's go. You could either chime. Let's see. You got, you got, listen, we give you a checklist occasionally. Well, and it could be Christmas. It could be a great gift idea you thought was perfect, and it just went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, that's happened. That happened when my uh, sister gave my father the foot fixer, and they got in a big fight. <laughs> and then he threw the foot fixer from the third floor at my sister. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's uh, 1,000% true. Those two used to get in some Donnybrooks. Not like that I was completely innocent. No, I'm sure you weren't just poking at it as it was going Well, on. sometimes I was in the middle of it, too. But, yeah, those two, uh, this is with husband number one, Dave. We had play golf. They had been in a huge fight. We said, let's go play golf. Let's get out of here. And then I forget, I think Dave said to me, well, do you think they fought? And we walked in. There were two bottles of alcohol. My father rarely drank. At the time, my sister wasn't excessive or anything, but she liked to have <laughs> two separate bottles that were like half full. I looked at Dave and I go, not well. <laughs> and I was, next thing you heard, Chris said, we're out of here. And then I went down to say goodbye to him, and my father comes out. This is, uh, we were in a third or fourth floor condo at the time. And it was one of those open hallways. Take this and foot fixer and fired it down from the ground where Dave and I had to duck out of the way. So that Christmas celebration collapsed. Yes. That's an example. So you can give a, a, just a collapse. I have a golf tournament one that mine is just so quick. I'm playing my buddy in this event, and uh, he brought his wife out, who I'm good friends with. At the turn, I'm leading this is this is for a certain title he goes just you're gonna win bring kathleen out well then kathleen comes out with my father with hunter as a baby and they had no idea where to go they were driving up on the tee box they drove on the green and uh, i ended up losing so of course i blame him you should deflected blame yes absolutely deflected blame deflected so i collapsed I collapsed under the pressure of my father, wife, and 10-month-old driving a cart all over the place. So you got an on-to-the-metronome collapse. Do you remember that day? Because we built just huge uh, snowmen and snow forts. We turned into a great day, the day of the uh, collapse. So you got greatest collapse in your life, great Christmas traditions, and the month where the most something-something takes place. I think I covered everything, right? A lot right? happening. And then we got anti-Semitism at the bottom of the hour. Natural transition, wouldn't you think? 
651-461-9226. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I still really like this tune. It's tremendous. He vanished really fast, so yes, didn't he? he did. Another great version of this song, you know me, I, I, I'm I serious. I like musicals. I didn't watch a ton of Glee, but I watched some of Glee. Gwyneth Paltrow, the run on uh, Glee, she has a version of this where she's interacting with the students and she's singing and dancing. Gwyneth Paltrow, really talented. Little bonkers. Yeah, but she's got talent. There's she's got no question. talent, and she's also, I mean, what do you think the goop's making her? <laughs> A lot. I know. You know Frightening. Forget you. Okay. Uh, we need more text. We're getting uh, a solid amount. I want I want more. 651-461-9226. Which month has the most something-something? A great Christmas tradition that you love. And in honor of the metronome collapsing 12 years ago, the greatest collapse of your life. You have already offered up summer, as in particular July, as, mm-hmm. the, as the month with something, something. Now I'd like to hear great Christmas tradition or holiday tradition or Hanukkah tradition or Kwanzaa tradition, whatever it might be for you. And then also the greatest collapse of your life. We're still building Christmas traditions now with the kids being young. It's yeah, it changes. Yeah, but right. one one very small tradition that has become kind of my thing with uh, my side of the family for about the last fifteen years has been providing the holiday drink on Christmas Day. Oh, excellent! My uh, one of my uncles, who's now moved away, he lives in uh, Arizona, um, would always bring a box of Franzia to the Christmas gathering. Mm. Classy wine. Yes. Because I have another aunt and uncle who were very much into wine. Said, did you say classy wine? I thought you said all wines are the same. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? I said if you got a 
$80 red and a $20 red. If they're the same type of grape, you can't tell the difference. 100%. I could tell the difference. No. Well, how, about, how about we play that game every day during the show? That sounds tremendous. <laughs> that sounds really good. I can't, I'm not sure I can tell. Please give me another. Uh, exactly. Uh, so they really they were really into their wine. <laughs> Other uncle, eh, not so much. He'd bring the box of Franz. Just to, yeah, poke a little bit. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to drink this thing right out of the bladder. That's fine. Uh, so years ago, we decided <laughs> to start mixing it, using oh. the Franz yet, mixing it with a Ham's beer or something like that. I have found the perfect mix to be the Franzia Chillable Red variety uh, with a nice hard apple cider. You mix them in a glass, about one-to-one one, one one ratio. Really? It is the greatest Christmas, Christmas cocktail you will ever enjoy. <clears throat> so I bring that to the holiday gathering every year. And the, the key is... You don't drink it out <laughs> that of they've, a, that they've drank so much before no, that no. they think this combination somehow works. No, you start the day with that. You start the day, and but the key is you don't use a regular wine glass. You have to find the most inappropriate drinking vessel oh. you can find. So I always have a uh, probably about sixty, sixty or seventy year old plastic Campbell's soup cup that <laughs> belonged to my grandma, which she gave me <laughs> about fifteen years ago. That's got. Just rings and rings and rings of what used to be soup in there. Mm. That's the only time of year it comes out. Remind me sometime we need to talk about my fuzzy Thurston mug that we battled for. I won, and then <laughs> one of my kids broke. And I no, I haven't talked to him since. Uh, among the uh, text, studied so hard for my SAT in high school, I fell asleep during it and had a score to reflect it. Yeah, that's a collapse. That's tough. That that is a uh, that's. That's a tough one. Uh, we play spin the bottle with the family. That's a callback. <laughs> it's a callback. You need to be paying attention to the show and to the Adam and Jordana show on a regular basis. Probably lost the foot fixer as a sponsor forever. I don't think I have. I was just a bystander. Is the foot fixer still around? I have no idea. Do we still have the foot fixer? What did the foot fixer do? Was it a massage thing? I think it was a massage. I think... Did you put water in there too? A little 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 bath for the toadies. That sounds nice. Maybe. Where do you uh where do you stand on a pedicure? Have you had a pedicure? I've never had one. Oh my god. Let's go. Let's go after the show one day. Pedicures. Phenomenal. They're so good. I'm very ticklish. Would that be a problem? Could be. Could be, which would add <laughs> to the fun. <laughs> Not for me. Add to the fun. I would enjoy it. Watch the grandkids with Christmas holiday tradition oh, with the uh, train set to go around the tree. Great tradition, a lot of fun. That sounds great. That's fantastic. The Christmas train, Quinny with the health issues um, and some of the intellectual, intellectual challenges he faces. He's been talking about a, a train again. I think I've bought him like 740 trains, I swear to God. <laughs> We've bought so many trains, and the first three, four days, we're all in. And then we, we keep the train in a part of the house where we have to step over it, and we're walking around it for month after month. And the family says, can we put the tra- train away? And then eventually the train's off the side. It gets bent. We throw it away. I'll probably, I'll probably go belly up. I say, I say no to the kid, <laughs> but once a millennium. Uh, let's see. Christmas trees, overrated. Well, the real if, – if, if, first of all, I don't think a Christmas tree is overrated. I like having a Christmas tree at the house. Uh, I just think the, the fake one is the way to go. 
Don't you? Yes. <laughs> Ease, cost, not having to deal with the mess. Yes, all of those reasons. Consider the high number of September through October birthdays in this day. The highest amount of something, something is probably high at this point. Yeah, my, my boys contend they figured out when they were conceived. Griff, September 2nd, he's convinced it was uh, uh, New Year's Eve, and Hunter's convinced it's the July 4th. So we both could be right in our Yeah, there it is. In our contentions. Taking all my grandkids on the Polar Express out of the Union Depot. Oh, that sounds fantastic. When, um, when the older boys were young, we would take them to see Santa at Ridgedale. And you could bring the same, like, uh, VCR. And then you could sit there and watch year after year after year. That was great. They must still have that. Now. Well, they're probably just, hey, you got your phone. Why do we? They're still, if you go to Santa at a mall, they're still selling you something, right? Oh, they're selling you the photos. The photos? Do they sell the video, too? Mm, I would bet. Yeah. They should. It was fun, though. I mean, because it was an automatic, okay, here they are, year one. And also, some of the years it was really polite. Other years it was just a meltdown. You know, that uh, that happens. Anti-Semitism and college campuses certainly has been in the news. Hey, anti-Semitism all across the country has been in the news. How about at the University of Minnesota? What's taking place there? We're going to talk about it when we come back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I think this one works. Yeah. Solid breakup. It's a tough one to hear. Reading this opening graph from a Star Tribune story. I wish somebody knew who this singer was. It doesn't ring a bell for me. A law professor in a former University of Minnesota region are asking the U.S. Department of Education to investigate concerns about anti-Semitism at the university. So what is taking place? The former regent. Michael Shu is with us. Michael has joined us a number of times over the years. We always appreciate his candor and his availability. And Michael, like all of our guests, joins us on the John uh, Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Okay, Michael, what concerns you and Richard Painter to such a level that you want the Department of uh, Education to investigate the U of M? Well, Ted, thanks for having me back. Um, our concerns are really about uh, using a university website for the purposes of communicating uh, hate speech that we believe is anti-Semitic. And this is not the first time uh, this has been kind of brought to the attention of leadership at the university. Richard Painter actually wrote a letter on November 17th that was completely ignored by the university And so we felt it was time to bring this to the attention of the Office of Civil Rights at the Department of Education. Uh, Richard's letter went to who? Uh, His original letter, the the November 17th letter, uh, went to uh, President Ettinger and Provost Rachel Croson and all of the Board of Regents. And no response at all? 
none. The, the website is still up, at least it was as of yesterday or maybe even today. Um, they have not communicated that they're willing to do anything about it. So we feel it's time to appeal to a, a higher authority. Um, the, the Department of Education um, hopefully will promptly um, uh, start an investigation as to this uh, incident and potentially others that were also mentioned in our letter. Tell people what is on the website. Well, you kind of got to go and see it yourself, but it's basically a statement by the uh, the GWSS, which is the uh, Gender, Women, and Sexuality Studies faculty. Uh, it's on their department website, and it says uh, it's a faculty statement on Palestine. Unfortunately, they nobody signed it. There's no. It's just a department statement, uh, but we don't know if it's the whole department or if there are any individuals involved. Don't know how it got on the the website, but we know that you know we're, we're probably not the only ones to complain about it. And the fact that it's still up there is a problem because it's I think directly in violation of the Board of Regents Code of Conduct. The story, the story points out that they updated it to say that this was written specifically by them and that the statement does not reflect the position of the U of M. Clearly, you didn't think that went far enough. Um, why not? Well, it, it's the use of university resources, um, which we believe is in violation of uh, the Board of Regents Code of Conduct uh, in order to perpetuate the individual beliefs or maybe collective individual beliefs of an, of an entire department. But there are ways that they can get their message out through social media. I mean, accounts are still free, not, maybe not on Twitter. Actually, Twitter does have free accounts and paid accounts. Yep. But they, they, can, they can go out and express themselves without using university resources to do it. And the website is a university resource, and that is a direct violation of the Code of Conduct. This has been, you know, a large part of of your life involved with the U, your belief in it, but also your opinions at times when you adamantly disagree with things. You, uh, as a regent and as someone who cares about the university, so you've watched this debate forever at Minnesota and across the country of free speech, uncomfortable speech, having people speak on campus when a lot of people may disagree, but the idea the universities are about that exchange of ideas, and it's not just about, hey, let's have everybody here speak, and let's make sure everybody agrees with every single word. How do you balance when this war is taking place and people have passionate views on all aspects of this and for and for trying to define what goes too far versus, man, I totally disagree with that, but I get that's what is allowed on university campuses. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm a former regent. I was on the board for um, a period of time, six years, and I did see a lot of this stuff happen. And we did have and still have a code of conduct. And you really have to look at that code of conduct. And the regents, in the end, are the ones that um, act as kind of an appeal. If you don't believe uh, your side is um, 
has been given uh, the full consideration, then you can appeal to the Board of Regents. And often they, de- they decline to hear anything. But ultimately, the Board of Regents is in the position to make these types of decisions. And usually they punt, right? How come? But when, what's that? How, how do, why do they always punt? Why do they always pass on it? I think there I think there's a certain amount of their apprehensiveness in terms of actually waging into these debates. They they like to uh their I guess their playbook is to ignore it and hope it goes away. Um but in this case, uh, in this particular issue, it is a national, you know, global issue. Um and I think that, you know, in order to hide from it, um or in order to address it, let's say, you need to actually look at kind of the policies that are in place. And if you don't like the policies, then change them. If you want to say, hey, we're going to allow people to use uh, university resources, which, you know, are governmental to a certain extent, uh, to express themselves, then, okay, make the policy such that that's okay. But right now, as the policy reads, it's not okay. And in in order to kind of not weigh in on the issue, they have to basically... Just say nothing. Michael Shu. People- Sorry about that, Michael. Michael Shu is with us. Uh, he is correct. Uh, former regent, but he's raised this idea of anti-Semitism and what is taking place at the University of Minnesota right now. Do you believe the U of M has had an anti-Semitic issue for a number of years and it's only coming to light now? Or is it different because of what's taking place the last couple months? Well, I say it's it's different. I don't know what it was in the past, really. We 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 have not we didn't really address it, although there was some stuff with the uh, renaming uh, that went uh, the uh, the uh, renaming kind of process that uh, was kind of in effect during uh, my last uh, couple years on the board. Uh, anti-Semitism was part of that, and I agreed that if if uh, we looked into it and we found issues with that, that we should do something about it. Now, the stuff that you're seeing today is really out of hand. It's all over the country. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, the president of uh, Penn, University of Pennsylvania, uh, resigned yeah. um, over this, over mm-hmm. her statements that she made to a committee in the House, uh, you know, in Washington. Right. So, uh, So we're kind of in this space where, People can't sit on the sidelines anymore when their policies are, you know, when they need to adjudicate, you know, things that are happening uh, with regard to the current policy. Like I said, they can change the policy, but they need to enforce what's currently there. And I've had a problem with this for a number of years. I I complained that I felt that the university had a culture of noncompliance. Well, the reason for that is because we knew things were happening. We just didn't do anything about them. And by ignoring these types of problems, you just bring on more problems. Now, if you want to change your policies and your codes of conduct and such, that's okay. Go ahead. Have the debate. Have it in public. Make the changes. And then move on. But hold people responsible to what the current policy is. That's all we're asking. Yeah, news also came out out today that the Harvard president is going to stay – she, along with the Penn president who's out and the MIT president, appeared in front of what, uh, a hearing that we talked about a lot last week. 
You have an interim president at the U in Ettinger. Um, do you think he's avoiding this because he's an interim president or in just listening to some of your answers, do you think just, just standard operating procedure at the U of M and most presidents try to look the other way on issues like this? Yeah, I don't know uh, President Ettinger. Uh, I've never met him and I've never talked to him. But I can say that the president works for the Board of Regents, and the Board of Regents is, in effect, ignoring kind of what's going on. And they're allowing him to ignore it. And who knows what they're giving, you know, what kind of um, um, uh, instruction they're giving him in order to handle this, this issue. But I think avoiding it is really not good for the university. And the university should just deal with it. It's very simple. If they find a violation, take down the website. That's all we're asking for. What is the uh, next step with the U.S. Department of Education? Um, Well, we're waiting for them to actually start an investigation. Sometimes these things take a long time, and obviously there's a backlog of other similar things going on across the country. Um, I've been told that uh, the... The uh, case has been passed on to the uh, Chicago office, which is the, you know, we're in the, the region that gets handled by Chicago. So at least it's moving. And that, that was actually a little bit of a surprise that it moved so quickly. But hopefully they're going, going to address this um, and not delay. Were you, when you say you're surprised, were you expecting a delay? Well, I was just expecting, you know, it's, it's the holiday season, and yep. there are a lot of cases uh, moving through the system. I just didn't expect they would tell us that it was already moved to Chicago. Michael, I always appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll reach out again. Great. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy Bye-bye. holidays to you. Uh, former regent Michael Shue, he, along with Richard Painter, wanting the, university, wanting the U.S. Department of Education to investigate what is happening in parts of the U of M, excuse me, regarding anti-Semitism. We certainly have seen some very visible aspects of similar accusations all across the country, and we talked about that uh, during the interview again, and we certainly talked about it last week a lot with the Elise Stefanik questioning of the Penn president, the president of Harvard, and the uh, president of MIT, and Painter and Shu are raising what's taking place at the U of M and feeling the U of M is uh, looking the other way, something they both feel like is pretty standard operating procedure at the U of M. It's uh, 51 past two. Jason's going to join us for a little bit of uh, crosstalk. He'll take you home. We're uh, playing breakup music all day long. Dave Harrigan, in his voluminous research, saw something on Facebook, Jason, suggesting that December 11th is the day of the most breakups throughout the year. So now it's December twelfth. So you've been broken up with. So we're mm. playing. We're playing breakup music. I saw that report as well, and you know I'm trying to embrace the talk radio role. Yeah, where you don't think too deeply about wow. the source of what whatever this nonsense is. How who's the record keeper for breakups though, Dave? Like oh well, the number one day is December eleven. Based on what? Dave. Like Facebook uh, relationship status do changes? You have, do you have conflicting information? I actually have heard that the biggest day for breakups is 
February 14th. Okay, Valentine's fine. Day. We'll play That's the same. Dave's thinking, great, I got the music artist <laughs> yeah. picked We're up. We're queued up, baby. Done. <laughs> exactly. We're I got a to folder. Go. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Just an excuse to play some music. It's fun. I liked it. Yes. I liked it. Should we talk a little canopy? Yeah. Maybe yeah. the last five seconds or so? <laughs> I think they'd appreciate it. Sure. Kyle would love it. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 